Welcome aboard the USS Aeronome. To become a member of our crew, please visit perfectorganism.com slash support. As a patron of Perfect Organism, you'll receive exclusive perks and early access to content. Incoming audio transmission received. Please proceed to Subdeck 3 to begin playback. Thank you, and welcome aboard. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. We're doing a live episode right now as me and Patrick discuss the recent statements from Walter Hill and Sigourney Weaver about a possible alien, our fifth alien film. And we know that uh, Sigourney Weaver a few days ago made it public that a 50 page treatment for a script was sent to her. And she was sort of like, I'm not really sure. Ripley might need a rest now. She might be done. And then Walter Hill via sci-fi posted uh, an image of the treatment with a couple other things. Um, and there were quotes that we can read on the treatment and just going in a little bit more in depth as to not so much what the treatment's about, but like getting Sigourney Weaver back into the role of Ripley. And of course, that's been something that we have talked about at length when Blomkamp was around. And of course, initially I was like, yes, yes, yes. Jamie has had one man uh, Twitter campaigns, hashtag bring back Ripley. You gonna kill me or what? Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so we thought rightfully Blumkamp, obviously Blumkamp's thing is dead. It's gone. It's never going to get made, period. And the more we saw from it, the more we agreed that this is probably going to be pretty shitty. Um, it's never going to get made, but I do think we will always be getting more concept art somehow from it. I feel oh, like yeah. un until we are long dead, there will be every four months, like a piece of art will come out on Twitter and we'll be like, oh, there's a Blomkamp film. And for just for the sake of say people who are watching this who aren't diehard fans, um, Walter Hill and David Geiler rewrote Dan O'Bannon's original script. Um, they wrote it very, they rewrote it very faithfully to what Dan O'Bannon originally wrote, um, but they just essentially cleaned it up. So they have stepped back in the fray to say, we have an idea for another alien film that involves Ripley and they presented it to Ripley and they've been working there's been news or something about since march like there's there's been discussion about this treatment since march of this year so it's very new i have a friend who is a writer who worked on the dark crystal age of resistance via netflix and he said that there's a lot of ideas on the table right now at 20th century films um, in terms of where to go with the alien films and i would imagine they probably went to uh, Walter Hill and David Geiler and said, what do you guys think? Um, my opinion is that they know that the prequels haven't really cauterized fan fandom. Of course, uh, Covenant was not financially successful and they need something to bring people back together. And I think they went to Ripley to try and maybe well, she could unify people. She could make it, not to say that it would be successful, not to say that they should do it, but I understand why they're doing it. Why who's doing it? Uh, Brandywine, like, like, or, or 20th and, century? And both. I think that they're trying I don't to think that they're in any kind of cahoots on this shit at all, Jamie. I really don't. I, I think don't for think one that... thing, well, go ahead. 
I don't think that Walter Hill and David Goller would send Sigourney Weaver a treatment without 20th century films being involved. I don't know if that works that way. I don't know if you can send a, a treatment of a movie with the biggest star of those movies without the property holder or the IP holder having some kind of knowledge of it or say in it. Does it no, does they it, go back decades. They have they have contact information. They do, but mailing addresses, and they and they're probably sensing like everybody else is that things are in kind of a, they're up in the air right now. It's very unclear what's going on with anything related to this IP. So this could be like a little bit of kind of breathing room to slip in, you know, another script treatment. Um, but but the reality is is, is uh, so you're right. So so the, I think the date on the draft of this thing is March. Um, so that's why like there's kind of evidence that it's been sort of like out there for a while. Mm -hmm. But our contacts within Fox, when Fox existed. Which contacts? Yeah. <laughs> told us <laughs> to, yeah, I'm left anymore. Told us specifically that like there are always product projects in pre-production, yes. quote unquote, right? Yeah. Coming through. There's always like, things in development. Treatments all the time to people. People are just you know, always sending, you know, spec scripts. They're sending plots. They're sending all this other shit. And when you have David Garler and Walter Hill who have been involved in, in you know, so many of these films for such a long time, um, you know, they, I'm sure that that obviously elevates it past, you know, what somebody just, you know, some Joe Schmo sending a script would, would get. They probably saw, hey, if we can get Sigourney Weaver to like do something in social media with this, then maybe that'll get more momentum. But I don't think that there's any kind of, I don't think the studio gives two shits about, about this idea personally. That being said, that's just speculation. I have, I have no idea, but You're I do right, think true. that I, I think what's kind of unfortunate, but also kind of fortunate because it's cool to see it kind of happening in real time is that in the age of social media, which we have now been you know in for quite a long time, we are, we are sort of becoming unwittingly participants in the process of trying to get support for a film to happen. Because even if people don't like something, they end up talking about it and that talk becomes a buzz and that buzz becomes a news item in you know a news outlet somewhere i and guarantee you yes tweeted, if, right if fandom got crazy about this disney 20th century films would be like interesting they seem on board with this idea exactly but and, and so I, also, that's what i think is going on personally yeah, totally could be like let's test the waters see what fan think the fans think right um and I but not fox fans, saying that i i think that's brandywine saying that i, I think that that's perhaps i think perhaps. they're wheeler dealers i think that they they sense that there's like you know an in here and they're thinking like, let's, this is a way to get, you know, cause, cause they, they, they don't produce very much anymore. They're probably trying to get their, their name in the game a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, no. I mean, I, I would agree. And I think here's the, here is the, the fear here with alien going back with to Sigourney Weaver is very safe. It's a very safe thing to do the unsafe. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. This is who Disney is. They're safe, 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 safe. All of those Marvel films, as much as I enjoy many of them, Winter Soldier being one of the best superhero films I've ever seen, period. Um, they are fucking safe and saccharine and sanitized. And they've been that way with Star Wars. Star Wars, the new the sequel trilogy was the safest, most sanitized, most retreaded thing I've ever seen. Um, that's the fear here is that they're going to completely retread Alien, bring back this people that this this character that everyone loves to tell a similar story again that's going to flop that's my fear ellen ripley died 200 years ago you're not her i'm not her 
am I? You're a thing. A construct. They grew you in a fucking lab. Disney needs to, if Disney got involved, if there was enough chatter and whatever commotion coming out of fandom, I think they would need to really to make this. I mean, we've talked about Ridley Scott in a third prequel. I don't, we don't know. Disney does not like to take risks. A third prequel coming from Ridley Scott is a fucking risk, especially based off of the, the, um, the financial track record. I mean, it just went from, yeah, a little bit of some, some money made and then to complete plummeting of that money where maybe the, the end result was probably maybe 10 to $15 million of profit at the end of the day, maybe that much. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I think that uh, this is dangerous territory. Um, I think Disney likes to remake stuff. They like to make things comfortable for people. They like to give people what they've seen before. And in some ways they've been largely successful at that with the Marvel films. They have not been as successful with the Star Wars films. Yes, The Force Awakens was the most, the biggest money-making film of all time um, nowadays in terms of in America, like America, like it's the biggest money-making film in America in history for now. But most of that was because Luke, Han, Leia coming back, all of people were going in droves like, oh my God, all of the original cast back together. It's a new Star Wars movie, amazing. And you're also talking about one of the films that defined what a summer blockbuster is, along with Jaws and other films. So I, I, I just, I am a little bit, as much as I love Ripley, as you very well know, I, they gotta leave her alone. Uh, if, if, if Disney wants to get their, if they wanna do something that's going to be viable and valuable, they need to be risky. I would say if you're gonna try and bring Sigourney Weaver back, make a Ripley eight, make her a clone that's de that's degenerating. Make make it interesting and dark and and explore her experiencing memories of the past Ripley and what those would look like on screen. Her seeing Dallas, her seeing like have it be horrifying to her, have it terrify her, the in whatever something like that. I have all sorts of ideas for that, um, but. If they're if they approached Alien the way they've approached Star Wars, it's fucked. I cannot see them doing any any of that. <laughs> Taking I, I this like, avant-garde approach with with I can't especially either. with Ripley because Disney likes to guard its heroes, you know. Mm -hmm. And so so if if we were to get and again, people listening to this and watching this, like this is we are not saying that we are privy to some sort of information that this is greenlit or that this is anything serious or at all. Like we 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 don't we don't know what shit about this. Like we're just sort of talking about what our thoughts are. Um, but say for the sake of conversation that Disney does go, okay, great. You know, we have these like kind of these old experts that can come in and they can kind of get this going. We have Sigourney Weaver willing to get behind it. We can get people's butts and seats like we did with Force Awakens with nostalgia, blah, 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 blah. There's a reason why in Force Awakens, you know, Han Solo hadn't turned into some sort of a serial, you know, predator or something like that, right? Like like they're 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 guarding their heroes and treating them with respect and deference. Sometimes I think to a fault, and I think if we were to see Ripley come back in a Disney-sponsored film, that it would probably it, it would just be this more of the same. It would be like she she'd be passing it along to like the next generation to like Amanda or something, which again is just one of these things where like, you know, we were talking in our in our messenger group today with the other our, our other friends in, in in the PO orbit about you know like Amanda Ripley and Zula Hendricks and all these these characters who have just sort of fizzled in in the wrong hands, at least in my opinion. Um, and, I, and I really feel like, like, why do we have to always just retread the same things over and over and over and over again? I do think it's it's worth pointing out, though, 
that this would not be put out as a Disney film, right? Like this would not be coming out with like the Magic Kingdom and like the Comet and like the, of course, the script, right? Marvel so, like, films so, don't come out that way either. But 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 this this especially this this would this would be because Marvel films don't come out like that because they're still you know Marvel Universe MCU films, right? This is still a 20th century film. So this 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 still has its own brand. It has yes. its own imprint. It has its own personnel. So like Disney, it, it's under the aegis of Disney, but Disney is not like making all of the top level creative decisions on it. Um, that said, though, Disney is if not if it's a lot of things, a lot of things that I really love, some things that I don't love, but it, one thing that it definitely is is good at maximizing return on investment. Right? Disney it has made a an absurd amount of money in its time as a company, right? I'm not even talking about just films, but just just they, they've done a lot yes. over the last 70 or 80 years, and it's almost all turned into gold for them. Like they 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 are very 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 good at what they do. Um, in terms of film, I mean, you you can you can argue that they've had some some flops. I I, I really think that they essentially haven't in the scheme of things. I think the well, amount I would of money, agree completely. the amount of money that they've made on Star Wars and the MCU, like it's 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 insane. If you look at like you know when when they bought it from Lucas for a billion dollars or whatever, the was it a billion or four billion? It was something. Oh, it was nuts. like six billion. It was it was like just a crazy amount of money. I remember um, specifically. Or maybe it was, it was two, but I think it was four billion. It was multiple. Billion. I think it was four. It was multiple okay. billions. Clearly, it was an odd number, billion <laughs> dollar amount, um, and they've made like you know four, tenfold on that already, and 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 that will like go at infinitum because of of merchandising and all that stuff. So to me, the kind of Disney, the kind of like Disneyfied treatment would be something more like Blomkamp, you know, who is giving people real comfort food with aliens, which is still for the general public what they think of when they think of these movies, like the general public thinks of the chest bursting sequence and alien. And then they think about aliens. They think about the colonial Marines. Like to them, that's what this is. Um, and yeah. t- for Disney to make money on this, that person needs to be the person who comes to see the film, right? They're, unless they put it out as like an art house feature, like a searchlight thing, which I don't even know if that exists. Does the searchlight exist anymore? I think it's- I don't know. I think, it, I think it does. I think there's there's a still a subsidiary for that. Um. But like it would need to be put out like that, and they're not going to do it because they're IP masters and they understand that this is not really a you know a niche art house property, even though it has leanings sometimes in that direction. So at the end of the day, to make money, I think that they're going to want a big crowd pleasing thing. Um, so you're right. This is a long winded way of getting back around to it. That a Ripley script, I could see going over very well at Disney for better or for worse, probably for worse, but. Would Guyler and Hill, who have like the most mixed track record of any production duo ever, like would they be the people that they would that Disney would trust with it? I don't, I don't really know. Well, and I would have to ask: Did someone ask Guyler and Hill to write a treatment? How did that start? Did they were they like, oh, let's write a treatment? What do you think? What do you think? I can't imagine. I believe. Who knows? I could be completely wrong. That's probably they were like, hey, we're hitting Alien on all fronts. What would you guys think of a fifth alien film? Would you write us a treatment? Okay, let's write us a treatment. They wrote it, they sent it to Sigourney, and they thought, well, maybe she'd be excited to do it. I don't really know. But here's the problem, too. Even though you're absolutely right with Disney and their track record, essentially they've never had a flop, even though they've, you know, especially like with Star Wars, they have Solo that essentially was a flop, even though, but it made over $300 million. It made a ton of money. And, and made, it was it was such a, a rare event for them that the news story was, oh my God, Disney yeah. fucked something up, right? Like, yeah. right, yeah. And, um, but at the end of the day was, at the end of the day with Star Wars, the fandom was broken. 
However, well, that's another. People who ended up, a lot of people who didn't like Last, Last Jedi and then they went to go see Star Rise of Skywalker, they were just like, it's done, it's over, it's fucked. So even though Disney has been profitable with Star Wars, they have not been successful with it. They took the biggest IP they could ever possibly have and they fucked it over and they didn't give a shit and they just retold the same stories we've all, we've seen before, not even in different ways. Um, with the exception of The Last Jedi, which was completely ruined by Rise of Skywalker, um, which was my favorite in terms of the Disney films. And I, I, I'm just like, they would need some type of hands-off approach, like almost like what Iger told, you know, to Kathleen Kennedy, let them make, let them make Mandalorian the way they want to make it. Be a little bit more hands-off. Disney would have to do that with 20th century or whoever, just so that I, I just don't know if, this this series of films, and of course I'm speaking to the choir here because we all know this, has had a history since 92 of just disappointment after disappointment where all these hands were in the bowl and it's just been fucked and fucked and fucked and over and over and over. And this series cannot handle another one. This fandom cannot handle another one. They have to get this right. They have to get the next Alien film right now, whether that's with Ridley Scott doing his third prequel, which I would be all for, they'd have to get it right. They'd have to get people in there who are just itching to tell an alien story, who love what Ridley Scott set up or elements of it, and then tell their own story. So it's satisfying to, let's just say 75 to 80% of fandom um, and also financially successful. I do not think them pivoting back to Ripley or Sigourney Weaver to get this, to get the nostalgia factor in, it's going to save this series. It's, unless they did go avant-garde, unless they did go with Ripley, which you know that we, we, they probably won't do. Um, but the whole other aspect of this, which we haven't discussed yet, is the quotes on the um, the cover of the the treatment. We should talk about those, and then eventually we're going to get into the comments because I think it's important to read what people are saying because you posted in our group building better worlds about making comments what do you guys think so we should go over there's over those as well but i want to read a couple of the quotes on the here we are while you're pulling it up i'm not even getting into star wars on this episode with you that's for another time but it, but this is not the <laughs> not the official opinion of the podcast necessarily it's the official fucking opinion <laughs> <laughs> I have a more mixed feeling about the Star Wars sequel. Okay, so the quotes are in space no one can hear you scream, in space no one can hear you dream. And then at the bottom by Poe is or Poe is all that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream and war is hell by Sherman. Very interesting quotes, but if they would if they Those would are interesting quotes for a fucking 6th grade no. intro to literature. <laughs> Those are like the quotes that everybody fucking learns the second they pick up like a literature Mom, course as a kid. Did he dream within a dream? <laughs> uh, the new Disney alien movie? Maybe that'll tell us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but here's what everyone's talking about. Oh, she's going to be in hypersleep during Aliens and realize that Alien 3 was all a dream. Um, that's been talked about since the 90s. There was even talk 
back in the day, like if Sigourney Weaver wasn't going to come back to the role of Ripley, I remember someone floated. There was a rumor out there that Linda Hamilton was going to take over the role of Ripley. I know, oh I know. And then it was going to be a dream, which would have just been a nightmare because I don't think she's that, that great of an actor. Hence, oh you can throw tomatoes at me now. Um, but yeah, so I don't even, I don't know what Blomkamp's idea was in terms of how they would bring her back. Um, but it's obvious that this is going to be some type of either dream and cryo between alien and aliens. Maybe she's having a dream in between in those 57 years. I don't know. But then if it is a dream, how unsatisfying would that be? Oh, that never happened, Ripley. The next scene is her pulling into gateway waking, you know, like, like Hey, <laughs> did I miss anything? What's up? Yeah. This, if we had this amazing, say the story was great. Say it was even amazing, but it wasn't, true because she was asleep or maybe maybe she goes maybe some Wayland yutani ship finds her the narcissist pulls it in and they're monitoring her dreams and they're supplementing her dreams and then oh they God. set it back out oh let it let's let, i mean how stupid would that be they but, put on david's helmet and they can like read what's going on in her dreams as she's oh, asleep and then it's fucking yeah see this is what i'm talking about this yeah. is what they're fucking doing <laughs> you know the best the best dreams sequences in any alien IP was in the unproduced ward script, in my opinion. I, I think that for Alien 3. I don't remember the dream. Among, uh, oh. there's, dream, there's dreams all over it. Among many other elements of that script that I think are just off the charts brilliant, the dream sequences are so fascinating. Um, and, and because to me, like what, what's, what's so great about the creature is that it feels like something we kind of accidentally dreamed up and we can't put back in its case again you know i mean so many of us have had nightmares our entire lives about this thing i, I still do and i and I, I as i've said before on the show <clears throat> as soon as i realize i'm like in an alien nightmare i'm like oh fuck this is gonna be so cool <laughs> you know what I mean? and, and like, i like i don't want to wake up i'm gonna have them all the time and i, I love i love those it's my favorite dreams um and, although they're terrifying and i think it's because there's something so elemental and visceral and personal and and subjective about this creature and, and whatever we see in it that terrifies us so much so i think it really you know, suits itself well to that kind of a treatment. It's been handled in the comics extremely well, you know, with the alien queen mother and all these different things. And I think that it's it's a super interesting, you know, path to take. What I don't like though, is being so enslaved by canon and by trying to do everything by the book, by the numbers, um, and, and then come winding up with something that is just basically uh, like making things as palatable as possible for people. Because I, so I, I disagree with you a little bit on, uh, other than Star Wars, on the, this notion that fandom would, can't handle it. Like, I, I, I get what you're saying. In I that, like, it would be a lot I could not handle another, I could not handle another disappointment. I really can't, like, this is my favorite. Really? You would be fiction. fine. You would be, <sighs> we would all be fine. It's just one movie. We have so many other things to yeah, choose no, from. No, but it's not just one movie, Patrick. It's like, a since Alien Resurrection would be the fourth movie, yes, you like Covenant, but you also understand that people, it would be like this uh, this other film to pile on top of this other film of complete either disjointed fandom, fandom that's been torn apart that we like all got to come back together now. Let's let's talk about it. Let's find a place. Let's find a spot. Let's find a, find a safe place. Like, Start um, another, another like, Facebook group. This fandom it, right? cannot handle another film that terrible. We'd be fine. We have, we have so many other cool things in the expanded <laughs> universe. Like I, I seriously, like I'm, I'm surrounded by, by books and comics and toys someone who and lives on movies, lives and breathes know. movies, watches movies every night. I, I, this series is so sacred and precious to me. I'm, 
it would be after alien covenant release i was gutted for months and you know this yeah um i was gutted it took me a long time in this like the founder of this podcast i don't want to be in that place again where you're like come on jamie come on we can talk about it come on it's okay like i don't <laughs> i don't want to hey, jamie you need to leave your room you need to stop <laughs> peeing in tissue boxes it's okay you can come out in the open no, I, it, it would it would suck it would be hard and you know what it's going to be hard no matter what because we all want different things because at the very center of this franchise is that divide that we've talked about over and over again which some people argue with you can argue that's fine that that you're kind of either an alien or an aliens person when you come into this that like depending on what you kind of fall in love with with these films it kind of it determines a lot of your expectations for what you're going to get out of them subsequently I, in, in my opinion and I think that like the, the fact that we have so many people in this franchise who would love nothing more than to have another, you know, run gun, terrifying aliens knockoff film and would fight to the teeth to get bomb camps movie made, right? Even though they don't even know necessarily what it's about, but because it hits enough nostalgia notes for them. I mean, Jamie, like, you're forgetting, like you and I are not talking with a majority opinion right now at all, even within fandom. Like people <clears throat> love this idea of returning to aliens and getting something comfortable. I do think it's kind of changing over time, that opinion, but there were, there was a whole year where all anybody was talking about was this fucking Blomkamp thing. And I was- Yes, you know, do you know why? We talked about why though. We talked about why people feel this way because what has been the alternative? These fucking prequels that aren't, where there's no story um, really. And it's, they're retreads. Well, at the that point thing. it was only Prometheus too. Like there was Covenant. Yeah, Covenant though, Covenant has an equal amount of people who loathe it. As much as Prometheus does. Your Covenant's you know? a masterpiece, Jamie. You know that. <laughs> you don't talk. Shit Even about though Covenant. Covenant Covenant is a better film, obviously by far, no, no question there. Even but it's I, def I, it's definitely not universally loved. I hundred percent, hundred percent get that. But I, people have been pivoting back. People were so gung ho about Blomkamp's Alien idea because what has been the alternative? What has been the alternative? This, this, but it's not to say. And you brought this up too. Who's to say his film would have been any good? And with this track record rate lately, it might not have. It could have been what? fucking anything. I mean, you know? who knows? So right? people pivot what back I do to know. what's comfortable because they're tired of being uncomfortable. And that's where we've been. We've just been, yes, there's a lot of other right. stuff. In, but, in the the, thing, but the things that make you uncomfortable or that make me uncomfortable are not necessarily things that make other people uncomfortable. Because to me, the ultimate discomfort, I didn't mean to cut you off, go back. You didn't cut me off. Although I did okay, start, good. I, did, I forgot to start recording, but I can also download this. <laughs> But I can also download this from Facebook and use that too. So I'm not worried about it. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Okay, wait, hang on. So, so just go back for a second. So the things that make me uncomfortable and you uncomfortable are not the same things that make other people uncomfortable. Because to me, the ultimate discomfort would be to have Ripley come back and retcon Alien 3, which is the best movie in the entire franchise, to my, in my opinion. Like to, to me, that would have been like, and agreed. you know what? That would have been almost absolutely almost unrecoverable for me because that would have felt like such a betrayal. It would have felt like you know I've lived with Alien Three so close to my heart now for almost three decades, and that would have been and rewriting that, and then all of the subsequent things that have come out of that, and all the things that I've dreamt about and daydreamed about and thought about and written about, you know, in the years since would have been thrown out the window, which would have just fucking sucked, right? Mm -hmm. I totally could feel that, but for 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 most other people. Even within fandom, although I think in the pockets of fandom that were very active, this isn't the case. But I think writ large, if you go to like just a sci-fi group, I really think people hate Alien 3. And I think that they would love to return back to the Aliens era and have James Cameron come back and do a film like that again. To me, See, I don't want James. That I get. 
Yeah, I, I don't want a, I don't want another version of a film that we've seen before. I don't want that's, that either. But I, I'm saying I think I think other people do. So, well, so I think so, other people do because they want to return to something that gives them hope. We've had this discussion before. People want something to give them hope. Who gives them hope? Who is the shining beacon of hope? Ripley. Ripley the zombie, who has been fucking yes. brought back to life so many times at this point. Just once. You know what they should do? They should make it about Ripley too. Ripley three, like one of the test tube ones that are like horribly mutilated and having. Well, that's what that script that I wrote. I can't. I think I called it Alien Genesis or whatever. Where Colin, where they she meets another successful clone that's mutating, and she's behind closed doors, but she's talking to the other Ripley, Ripley eight. Right. And she's Disney's Disney's not going to make that movie. Of course they won't. Of course they won't. (laughs) Thanks for dashing my (laughs) dream. But searchlight might. You gotta go. But you, you know what? I think I feel like like people listening to this. For one thing, like we we, we haven't even been recording most of this, so I apologize. But I'm also not able to look at the live video because I have the comments pulled up. So if if you if you would like, dump in the comments right now your current feelings on. I feel like I'm on like a YouTuber right now. Hit like, subscribe. Like if you if you if you if you're listening, like put in the comments how you feel about the future of this and what would make you most uncomfortable and i'm going to act like i can read it but jamie can actually read because he has that screen pulled up so i do but let's start going into building better worlds and read those comments let's 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 do that um i have them brought up do you have them up oh i got them up so big uh jason romeo ledger walter hill can kiss my well-shaped and defined butt oh thank (laughs) you (laughs) oh sorry i don't want to exclude mr guyler i have a cheek for each um (laughs) Tristan. Tristan says, give it back, back to Blomkamp. No. Done. <laughs> there are no likes on that comment. No, there I should say. Um, and then Aaron, our, our, uh, oh yeah, yeah. You, 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 you read it. You read it. You can read it. Okay. See, I can't see you while I have the screen pulled up. This is this is like the most, I feel like, although we've been doing so many live episodes lately, this one for some reason feels even more alive. I think it's because we're tired. Anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, so I'm Aaron. I'm tired as much now. No, I have like this wind. You know why? Because you started talking about the fucking Star Wars sequels. That's what happened. We're gonna. You know what? We need to have a five-hour argument about that, and then not even even shit show, shit show, no shit show. Star Wars shit show. Me and you, me and you fighting about it. Let's do it. I'm ready to do that shit. I'm ready to do that shit. You know what we watched tonight again is Rogue One, undisputed. I love that movie. Brilliant movie. That's love Rogue One. So we're not gonna do a shit show. Yeah, kind of under under underdeveloped character, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, so Aaron Percival, who needs less than no introduction because everybody knows him as this amazing friend uh, to the show, to fandom, founder, run, co-runner of Baby P Galaxy, blah, blah. He says, um, you know, basically make sure that, you know, it's not a script, it's a treatment. So, you know, that's a very different stage of development. And he says that he holds no hopes on it being made either. He says, uh, as, as I understand it, it went nowhere within Fox. I'm not, I'm not keen on the prevalence of dreams within the title page either. I still abhor the idea of Alien 3 and Resurrection being cast aside as dreams. It's certainly a curiosity, though. And I, I agree with you, Aaron, that this is a, a curiosity. I think that this is something that it's an interesting prism into other things. Jamie, you want to go to Andy's? Yes. Andy, geek girl, who's been on the show. She's watching now, I think. Hi, Andy. Um, she says, I feel if Sigourney isn't too keen on Ripley's return, she's either officially given up on the idea and it's over, or the treatment wasn't very good and she's just being diplomatic. She certainly seemed much more interested in the Blomkamp project, but that was five years ago. Oh my God, that was a long time ago. 
Uh, I used to be thrilled. Yeah, that's when the podcast started five years ago. I used to be thrilled with the possibility of the Blomkamp project, but now I agree with Sigourney. I think Ripley needs to rest in peace. Although if they announce tomorrow that they're moving ahead with it, I'd probably be ecstatic. I think we all, I think we'd, we all, we'd all be like, well, at least they're making another alien film. You know? Yeah, I'd be so pumped. I, we, um, <laughs> I would totally 100% go for that. Uh, so Ulysses Garcia, another longtime listener, friend of the show, says, uh, funny, you know, everybody who's commenting is a longtime friend of the show, so I'm not going to say that every time, but we know who you are. Uh, Jamie says, is funny a longtime thing. friend of the show. <laughs> Jaime, 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 uh, funny thing. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You're <laughs> he says, funny thing. The latest draft of this treatment was just done this past March. What's with the push from Geiler and Hill? Are they trying to make a Blomkamp level excitement for the project? I'm at the Kylo Ren levels now. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Ulysses, Ooh. this is what I'm saying, okay? Uh, for one thing, brilliant way of tying in the Star Wars sequels conversation to this. But also, yes. this is exactly what I think is fucking happening. I think they're trying to get a Twitter campaign going. And I see you, Hill. I see you, Geiler. Thank you for the memories and the incredible films. I'm not taking anything away from you. But I don't want to fucking accidentally start a Twitter campaign by talking about this shit. Although, here we are recording a live episode. So, I heard you, like, ran into these things before. That's right. Wow, man. So, like, what did you do? I died. Yep. Uh, Michael Compton says, it's interesting. I'd, I certainly want to read the treatment. Walter Hill's involvement with the first three Alien films ought not to be undersold. And films of his such of his, such as The Warriors, are incredibly influential pieces of media. Yes, but The Warriors is not a good movie. That said- Oh, that's right, good, you don't like The Warriors. It's that's a right. good cult film, for sure. It's a cult film, much, you know, but it's not a good movie. Like I had that on our frame rate list, listeners. You should know this, Mike, Dennis. I had this on our frame rate list and it was vetoed because neither of you wanted to talk about it. And I was like, well, I can't I can't say it, talk about it alone. Well, I'll talk, to, I'll talk about it. I've seen it's it. Like it's a very four, interesting four or five movie. Times. I just watch it for the- Why do you watch it so much? Because there's good-looking <laughs> men in it. <laughs> That's why I watch well, fucking Aquaman. You, 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 know? you and me and Mike can do it. Yo, Aquaman is there's a lot of abs and nothing else in that movie. Oh yeah, uh, that movie is just. That's shit. a that's a that's one of the worst. That's one of the wild. worst. One of the worst superhero movies I've seen and, in life. And have you seen the the de aging on Nicole Kidman and um, the other actor uh, who played Django Fett? I can't remember his name right now. Um, Tamara Morrison, the de-aging was the worst de-aging I have ever seen. It looked like their faces were melting off. And oh, and the CG in, in Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's I know it's terrible. Oh, it's yeah. Terrible. I know. Anyways, yeah. uh, sorry, Michael. Uh, so uh, that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about Tamora coming back to to do Django again. Now. Yes. That's getting sidetracked tonight that Sorry. said i highly doubt this will lead anywhere i doubt hill has the clout these days to shepherd a major motion picture and disney doesn't strike me as especially eager to jump back into the alien franchise over their more lucrative ips but they are they will they just have to find the right story andy rouse says hill has experience with the saga you can't really argue that personally i think it speaks volumes that space mom discussed it publicly um, let me, uh, we know when she was excited and at least a little invested in Blomkamp's idea. And I don't think she would stir the pot if she at least didn't consider it promising. Okay, let, let's be clear. Perhaps. I, I think Sigourney, I think her, if she's stirring the pot, you know how she's doing it? This will be great for the audio version. She's this, <laughs> she's fucking dipping one finger into like the pot. like a $10 million check. Because, because the thing, I mean, she didn't want to do Blomkamp's until he basically sold her on it, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. She didn't want to cast her and Chappie other first. Things. And then cast her in Chappie, great film. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. 
And and I feel like and, and same thing with this. She initially was like, no, I have you know zero interest in it. And then she was like, well, you know, I don't I don't know. And 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 it's the same thing over and over again. How how tiring must it be to be Sigourney Weaver to have done so much other? I mean, we don't even talk about her other work. She's been in so many great movies at this point. She's really one of like the most talented actors of her generation. Has had an amazing career, and she still like is constantly being bombarded by other you know filmmakers. Check her out in the Defenders too. Oh wait. Is it the Defenders on Netflix where she was in with uh, uh, Red Devil guy? What's his name? Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I can remember right. his name. She was amazing in <laughs> Red, that, Red and Devil. she was doing and she was doing like uh, like jujitsu moves too. It was yeah. pretty cool. No, she's she, um, and she's taking great care of herself, and she has a, yeah. many many great productive years ahead of her, and she's doing awesome. And and I and I would like to like let her focus on that and get notoriety for other things instead of always dragging her back down into into doing the same. Show I would agree. Her. I would agree. And uh, I think you don't grow by being comfortable. And um, you might make some money, but you can even see again with Star Wars, they're wanting to be comfortable. It costs them much of their fan base, even yeah. though much of their fan base is also toxic. Um, Okay, so Michael Scudieri, good friend of ours, says Ellen Ripley's arc culminated in Alien Three. I don't, I don't need to know what happens to the clone. They made an effort to show the character was not Ripley. My suggestion would be to start from scratch with a fresh story and cast of characters. Don't reboot. Don't go overboard with unnecessary levels of gender equality politics. Looking at you, Alien Forty, the short films, <laughs> true that. Uh, and don't make it youthful. Just make it scary. Get inventive. Take risks that honor the tradition of the series. Fucking a. Yes. And quit with the space raptors. Bring back something biomechanoid. Far more mysterious and counterintuitive to the eye. The more they resemble humans, the more horrific they are. I amen that let's let's print that and call it gospel. Like I agree. Like there's <laughs> like there is this idea, there is this dumb like even a lot of the streaming content, a lot of the movies, they're like starring 23-year-olds. Um, although Ridley Scott, to his credit, has cast 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds for the roles in his uh prequel films he did not do that he did except for no even what's his name um logan marshall green is i think in his 40s he was in his late 30s at that point or mid to late 30s yeah really um, loves old people yeah i they have you, you can just feel it in them you can feel it in their performance the um, frailty their ability yeah. they're like not they can't move very well they're like the time is what I'm, I'm just i'm just kidding i'm just i'm just giving a shit <laughs> Anyways, I would completely agree with Michael. I think that this the series needs uh, a reset, not maybe a reboot, but a reset. And remember what made Alien scary. Remember why the the space jockey scene is so terrifying. Um, remember why the silence in Alien is so terrifying. Remember why the exploration in Alien is so terrifying. And the the my favorite word the um, cerebral cerebral quality of Alien. <laughs> It's so terrifying, which is found in Alien 3 as well, that quiet cerebral quality. Oh, yeah. Silence in an alien film is terrifying. It makes it so 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 scary. Um, so anyways. Totally. And 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 the more the more you you hit overly hard on any kind of like a you know a moral lesson or in this case, like you know, a, a, a gender issue, like the, the the less impact that actually starts to have because it starts to feel like you're just sort of doing it for the sake of keeping up appearances or something. When in, in in reality, like you know, it, it should be trailblazing. It should be its own thing. It it shouldn't you shouldn't have to have a female hero just to have another female hero, et cetera. We talk about this ad infinitum, ad nauseum rather. Um, and I totally agree. Yeah, Michael, I agree with everything you said in that post. That was great. 
Dominic Kulsar says, so there was a 50 page treatment about a year ago, according to Sigourney via Empire. And now it's a draft from March this year that Walter Hill seems to think Sigourney is being coy about. What's really happening then? What form is this thing in right now? Perhaps we'll get another drop of the story in another magazine or website. Who knows? Again, going back to what we said in the beginning of this video episode, uh, this has been, you know, there are always multiple things in various stages of pre-production or being vetted or being looked at. So like there's, there's all sorts of things that are happening all the time. And who's to say this is necessarily even the same thing again. I mean, I mean, remember James Cameron on the red carpet said three words about this, you know, two years ago or whatever, or a year and a half ago, or whatever that was. And, and for weeks, it was the news story was James Cameron has confirmed, you know, to be making a new aliens. It's, it's just people, people pick little news items and start talking about it. And before you know it, you have to kind of go back and clarify what actually was going on. So if there were leaks like this a year ago, who knows what it even was related to and where that project is. Rick Howard says, I think I'd like to read it. That much I can say for certain. As, as would I. I Chase Coopo. Yeah. Chase Coopo. Coopo. Whenever Jay, Jay, I know Chase comments a lot because I, I can hear Jay's voice saying Coopo very Coupo. clearly in my head right now. I remember I said in front of Dan, who is our Italian partner on Shoulder of Orion. He says, you say that really well. Yeah, that's a word. That is a word you say with cupo, cupo, cupo. If there were two P's, it would, it would be cupo with the pause. But if there was a D, it'd be kudo dit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking love Rise of Skywalker. Okay, so Chase says there is possible good for an Alien 5 with Ripley and Hill starting the story, but I think there is no way on this earth that Alien 5 with Ripley will be anything different from the legacy sequel formula. I think Terminator Dark Farts fate but it's far Jurassic world film. force awakens is it going to have the same exact formula as any other legacy sequel he said it is going to have could it be enjoyable and even good that way yeah will it no it's got to be a crowd pleaser and that i think is the central paradox at the core yes. of yes. all of these movies that are being made for people in the 30s and 40s who fell in love with ips as children and are now going back and having money to spend on going into the movies again. And they're expecting to be catered to with this nostalgia shit. And it's just, it just it's like, why bother if you're going to just retread things over and over and over and over again? You love the sequels. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Philip, something. Money-driven jank. Okay, so Philip, actually, if you wouldn't mind, because I know you well, we interact in many groups. You are one of the great, great experts on toys that I've ever met. Um, can you tell me how to pronounce that? Ladarchik? Philip Ladarchik? Who are you asking me? No, I'm asking Philip if he can oh. clarify how to, I think it's, I'm going to say Ladarchik, Phil Ladarchik. Anyway, hideousplastic.com is his website. It's really good. Um, and last comment. Didn't I read the last one? No, Frank Poole's the last one, yo. Frankie Frank! What's up, my friend? Mash, uh, we got to get him back on the show again. We, we do, be, we do. Come we, back we do. on the what show, the fuck, Mash. Yeah. Uh, if they must bring her back, don't sideline Elder Ripley for street cred a la Leia Organa. Just give us some fucking Lovecraftian magic like the original. I crave existential dread. Me yep. too. Just make it That's scary. another thing. Yeah. Just scary. Fucking sidelined. They sidelined all of the legacy characters in the sequel trilogy. Completely sidelined them, except for with Last Jedi. They didn't sideline sideline Luke. Anyways, yes. That would be, that was the as we've talked about before, the, the cardinal sin with Alien Resurrection, they brought Ripley back and she did nothing. She yeah. was completely sidelined. He had no idea what to do with this character. How would you, and she agreed to do the film because of the whole clone room scene. Um, but that wasn't 
character building. That was just an interesting scene at any rate. And, um, and I do think that the differences, and we will save this for the shit show, but I think the differences with the sequels, with the with the Star Wars sequels versus Resurrection in terms of bringing characters back, they don't really do anything, is that in the sequels, I think it's because there, there was almost no way that there could be space in them for them to do anything with the amount of things they were trying to do in the time that they had. I think in Resurrection, uh, it was just it was just completely inept writing. It was just like yeah, it was just yeah. absolutely like off the charts stupid character decisions happening yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that was it. Right. There were a lot, thank you guys for participating in that. Yeah, they, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, um. Should we wrap? Are there any uh, live comments that we should? Um. Uh, let me see. Um. Disney, Seth Holbrook says, Disney wants action. Let's just read through them real quick. Disney yeah. wants action in SFX. One thing we all like was you, you United States colonial mar military. So let's, colonial Marines, whatever. So let's get a different deployment of Marines. No, no, we can't retell the same story. We can't, and what people are going to be looking for if you have another story with Marines is another Vasquez, another Hudson. It's going to be this game like, where are those characters, man? <laughs> you know they're going to do that shit, too. But here's the thing. They could do it in a series where it is about colonial marines, for sure, but they really take their time to make sure that, yes, these are new characters and they are not repeats of characters that we know. This is the problem. The, these big studios, they just pivot to what's comfortable and to what we know. Stop giving yeah. us what we know. Um, and that's, again, Star Wars this, The Force Awakens. We got another Death Star. We got all of these retreads of, we got a, a lesser version of something that we had seen before. Stop doing it. And of course, all of the foreshadowing and uh, this is what I choose to believe or whatever bullshit, you know. Um, I, I, Dude, oh. you love Force Awakens. You you you, know, you actually did love that movie. I actually did. Long when time, I first, Jamie. I did. Uh, but then we see how it went. And actually my, but, my but, love for the Force Awakens started disintegrating over time. It started it started just kind of coming apart. As did mine. Four, four times in the theater. I was like, oh, this is really great. Here's my blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, okay. This is kind of like, oh, this isn't, this is a retread of everything. It doesn't hold up. Before. It doesn't, it doesn't hold, hold up, up. Particularly, no. particularly well. No. But, it, but it does do what Disney wants, which is it gets a lot of people to get in this theater. And it, you know, brings forth from them a feeling of being, you know, in the presence of, of magic and feeling, you know, like a kid again. And, and so, you know, it kind of did its... It is duty. Alexander House says, no Ripley 8, so here's my pitch. Wayland Dutani creates a Ripley android. That's how you bring back Ripley. No, no, I'm sorry, Alexander. Spoilers. Spoilers. They did that with Picard. Picard was an android at the end of the series. It was, and they made him just as old, and they made it just like everything he, he experienced as a human. It, it's, Picard was just a waste of fucking time. Um, I don't, let's leave Ripley alone. Like, I don't, we don't, leave her alone let her be dead let her die in well peace. i i do think xander as is he's a very talented writer as you know as well i, I think oh, what, what i what i like amazing. about him what i like about him throwing that out there is that he's trying to find a way to to because ripley is clearly a lot of people are trying to bring her back against her will into this sigourney weaver so like if they were to bring her back what's an angle we haven't really talked about yet that is that is an angle we haven't talked about yet but um i don't i'm not super jazzed about it personally yeah, I, I don't. I, again, I think um, these. I think we just. Of course, we don't have any control. We don't know what the studio is going to do. We, we don't know what they're going to announce. But I, I, I tell you, um, it's going to take some work for them to get me on board a sequel or a reset or anything. It's they're going to have to work 
to get me excited, to, to convince me that what they've made is worthy of the name Alien, because I haven't seen much of that since 1992. Even I though know, I I'm, I'm, I'm with I'm with Andy Geeker on this. I think if they announce the shit tomorrow, I'm of course, be of course, I would be. I'm going to be fucking my Facebook I would be picture too. is going to be the announcement. You know, I, I would ha- I would be lying to say I wouldn't be excited to see how they're going to bring Ripley back. Absolutely, but until they do that, or if they do that. At this point, I'm like, do not do it. But I hope they announce something soon because we need another alien film. You know, like I, the EU is not enough for me. Homage, four minute homage films are not enough for me. I need, I want an actual story. I'm excited about story. Comics don't do much for me just because I need moving images. I'm a film guy. I went to film school. Um, I want but to, to be fair, comics are literally stories too. Like there, there's a lot of course of they're of course they they just don't they just don't resonate with me like films do. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, when I first experienced Alien Three, before I saw the film, I bought the comics um, because they released them as comics first before yeah. they even released the movie, which I don't even know why they did it. Um, it was crazy, but that was crazy. What at uh, any rate, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It probably nothing. <laughs> probably nothing but there is one thing we know will happen jamie you know what that is what we're gonna get more fucking leaked production art from Blomkamp's movie i, gu- I guarantee you yeah. it's been too long it's been almost a couple of months at this point it's been like a year he is primed and ready to have somebody send some production artwork get a bit well he's having him he's had his um production artists also releasing stuff so it's not just him it's his, his not production artists it's been his storyboard artists or concept artist this is what i'm saying yeah right yeah. right right yeah. but, but you and know the more you they know show the worse it looks shit. but but yeah. he's, he's behind that you know that. oh yeah oh yeah he's the more they show the worse it looks and i'm sure he's yeah. probably still uh ever since the deal fell apart with that film he has not been able to get a film deal he had the yeah. robocop and for whatever reason they said he left the project i don't think he left the project i'm sure he was let go from it for whatever reason because before that they announced that he that Peter Weller was not interested in re- reprising that role, but Blomkamp had said, I can't imagine making a Robocop without Peter Weller. Um, and he also said the very same thing about Sigourney. About Weaver. Ripley, I know, you know, same shit. So I, I think um, we've got to move away from this. And that's the problem with people like J.J. Abrams, people, you know, a lot of filmmakers, um, they can't help but recreate things that they've seen before. I understand that as a, as a, as a creator, um, there's this draw to those things that have inspired us. You can't do it. You can't, you have to sort of pivot away from those things that come to you first and think, how can I not retell this differently? How can I tell it in a way that hasn't been told before? One of the brilliant things, even though this isn't a a repeat or a sequel or anything, one of the brilliant things about Annihilation is that I'd never seen anything like it before. And it stays with me. And I think about that movie every day. It's it's amazing not to say that Annihilation or a film like that in the alien world would be successful because it probably wouldn't. But I love Garland because he thinks about themes and issues that we talk about, that we go through, and he puts them on film in a way we've never seen before. And he forces us to have a conversation about it. Um, these writers and people involved in Alien cannot retell Alien again. They cannot do it. Yeah. And you know, giving it to somebody like Alex Garland or like Denny Villeneuve or anybody like they that yeah. would, or Christopher Nolan for that, who I know you, you want to do this project potentially. Like, like those are all people who would not turn in something that was a rogue retelling of something, you know? And the studios would let them do whatever they wanted to. And that's who they sort of need. They need someone who the studios are like, you've got a proven track record. It's yours. Do what you want. Yeah. You get final cut. Let us know when it's done. So what do, do it. Need? Seriously, Disney. 
I know you're listening to this. Just fucking do it. Please just give it to give it to one of these people. Who... Yeah, but see, Alien has existed in Disney or sorry, Fox. I don't know about what Disney's gonna do, but Alien has existed in Fox in this tank or like almost an empty tank and all these arms go in it. That's how these movies have been made since 92. They have not known how to make an alien film since then. Um, they've, these films, these, this is, an, this is an, an ad nauseum discussion, have classically have been historically made via committee. That's how these movies have been made. And they have not had a successful film largely since then. And if they haven't learned their lesson, they're never going to. Hopefully, right. but but Disney, Disney knows this. That's the thing. I'm sure they do. Like they do their research. So you know, at the end of the day, they will probably make a good decision as to what the hell actually gets greenlit and what doesn't. But that being said, uh, I just personally like am feeling really fired up talking about this stuff again, and Me I'm too. really like enjoying this a lot. And it feels good because I feel like I have not been in the headspace to have just like a movie conversation in so long. So I'm thank you for doing this tonight, and thank of you course. for listening for and for talking. Like I feel like. Uh, I'm like ready to start plowing ahead. I was saying to Jamie just yesterday or something about how, you know, for, for so long now, I've been kind of dreading getting back into the Prometheus series because I felt like sort of just like disconnected from, because like, you know, the world is so crazy right now. There's so much going on. We're so stressed out about so many things. It's such a strange time. And then in the midst of that, to be talking about a movie that like I don't per personally feel super passionate about was kind of a challenge. Mm -hmm. And then like yesterday, I was contacting people in the production for it. I was, I was looking at different angles to like how to get back into it. So I feel personally like I'm kind of back in that headspace. And I'm, I'm very excited to be sharing that headspace with all of you guys in fandom again and to feel like uh, this is a little bit of normalcy returning to our lives to get back to this shit and, and you know, talk about Alien again. And I know, I mean, to pivot away from that or just sort of where we're all at, like... It's been, to use the words of Hicks, we're all in strung out shape. And that's really true. Like, I, I don't know, like everyone, I can tell by the groups, the groups are dead quiet. Everyone's dealing with a pandemic and they're dealing with, is their neighborhood okay? And going to protest and the economy. I mean, I've never, this is a time, these big, cute, the big three that we're dealing with, like the economy, a pandemic and social upheaval. Um, this, and it's a lot to, um, to manage as people and um i this space talking about alien is for lack of better terms it's my safe space it's it's my passion it's it's what brings me joy and uh hopefully we can do that with everybody watching right now we hope to do it more but i also know that like it's hard for people to concentrate we've you and i've been having this discussion for a few days now like give people space give them time give yourself time and space some people are dealing with this very very differently um i throw myself into all of this to deal with it um because it's exhausting it's just exhausting going on social media and comment about this and comment about that and racism this and blah 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 and blah 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 and blah 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 and it's like oh I, I get tired of it too so thank you for doing this thank you guys yeah. for watching thank you guys it's been great Talk to you soon. Ash and Captain Dallas are dead. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo. Signing off.
For more on Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, please visit perfectorganism.com. Perfect Organism is available for listen or download through Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify. If you'd like to support the show, please visit perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Thank you.